On today's Restump Podcast, we'll preview the upcoming Western Derby. Western Derby number, I'm not sure, we've all lost interest in what number Western Derby it is. Chiefs' favourite game of the year. Got some contract news, some other bits and pieces. Let's get him on board before I talk too much. Start wearing purple with Goggle Bordelli. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Welcome to the Restop Podcast. My name is Brett Jojo McDonald, joined by a man who, with this podcast, will trigger a what is it? A clause in his contract to mean we have to put yes. up with him for another season. That is Greg the Chief Dwyer. Yes, hello Jojo. Trigger the clause that uh, I get paid next year. That's not, that's not in the contract. I've seen the contract. Yeah, there's no payments. <laughs> Steady on. There's no uh, money in the kit. Go get it. Go get a sponsor. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that in the off season. We, we're too slack. We're too lazy. To, to, we, we should have already gone down that path, but um, we'll get yeah, a, we'll get a sponsor. And then, if, if this podcast goes through on average, what like 40, 45 minutes per episode? Yep. If we're going to do that, I want to make it at least 10 to 20 minutes of advertising on each episode and really capitalize on it. Really? We're going to go that much? Yeah. And not even do like new ads um, each, each episode. I just want to, if we could pre record the and just insert yep. them in, insert them every. Every uh, eight seconds. I reckon people would love that. So, I'd love doing oh, that. Do it'd, make me, it'd make me feel real good about doing this, and I think everyone would love yeah. to listen to it. Do you want to turn off the eight people that listen? <laughs> Is it, it's actually surprising. It's surprising with the season over how many people are actually still listening. It's encouraging for Frio. It fills it fills my heart with joy to know how many people are it still listening. It actually does, doesn't it? Knowing that we're no hope of playing finals, knowing that the season's over, yeah. how many people are still tuning in? Like, good for us. It's but. And I, don't, really I, I mean, us as in terms of Frio, not um, not us in terms not, of our not podcast. Not to listen to us. Yeah. That, yeah don't, did right. you notice that though? Because I don't know, we kind of don't really focus too much on it, but it is a gauge of kind of how how into Frio is uh, into Frio yeah. pe- people are, and the fact that yeah. we're still hanging in there, like the optimism, the interest is obviously still there because people are still kind mm. of in, into it, even though the season's kind of done. Definitely, it's been done for a couple, for a few weeks, so. It's when you sent me the numbers the other day. I'm, this can't be right. There, there, there can't be that many. I didn't think we had that many people listening to us anyway. But when, but especially at the moment. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty impressed, and I'm pretty, and I'm eternally grateful. And I also wonder what is wrong with you people listening to this. So, um, derby used so. to be your favourite game of the year. You don't, I don't know. You'd normally, you get some build up. You'd make some video, with like someone clocking someone, or like we're we're creating a bit of yeah. angst, a bit of feeling in it. You got nothing this week. No, I'm a bit I'm a bit busy in the last couple of weeks. I know I I uh, haven't had a chance to really get right into it, and it annoys me because I'm always the one who's saying the shine's gone off the der- off the derby, derbies, derbies, whatever you want to call them. Where where are where is everyone? Why have we? Why have we let this? Why have we let it die down? I don't like it. I don't like it that we've let it die down. So, do but you know what? Do you know even what though, even though that no, I, I would go first. I even the derby, like as good as it is, you know, the two West Australian teams playing one another, like mm. it can only be so. Like you can only enjoy it so much when there's nothing on the line. Like there's a ceiling to to what it can be. Like there needs to be something in it for one team. 
there needs to be at least one team that's got finals aspirations where the other team can come in and say, you know what, like we're going to take a den of confidence or we're going to bring them down two rungs of the ladder or there's going to be some repercussions from the result. But there's nothing. So there's always there's an artificial ceiling on how excited you can kind of get about this game, I reckon. But that's where that's where we've got to dig deep. And that's where the clubs have got to dig deep, Jodo. Because I'm I'm even contemplating, or I'm trying to start something, that we may even see some fireworks on Saturday night. <laughs> There's no chance. No, there could be. There could be, because West Coast has got nothing to lose. Their players are retiring left, right, and center. Is there one last hurrah in them? Yeah, but half the players that are retiring aren't even playing. Like, I don't think what's his name? Should we, should, but I'm just going to call the guys by their by their nicknames because that's all we ever hear now. So Boots isn't playing, and uh, neither's Boots? and neither's Bunger. That's a, who's Boots? Isn't that Shuey? Oh, is that him? Is that Shuey? Oh, Boots Shuey. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. It's close, no, no, but it? but surely they would have gone to the younger guys. Okay, we want we need this. We need to do this vicariously. That, that's almost as good a nickname as when people call people with a surname like Taylor and they call them Fish. Like, it's such an imaginative nickname, isn't it? I know. A um, Bluey, Gingers. It's yeah. just dumb. Hang on, I've got, um, got an uncle we call Bluey. Really? Is he Ginger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, good on you. Um, Jodo, this is this could – I would I'm, – I'm serious. This could be a, you know – Clive, uh, Clive Waterhouse, blood will be spilled. Encounter. Okay, so who's going to who's going to instigate it and who's going to keep it going? I, I can't. Look, I look through that West Coast team. I can't see anyone that's going to start a fight. Well, no, but I look through the Dockers team. I can't see anyone that's going to. I see less people that are likely to start a fight. We're running out. Look, with the players that are retiring. Look at it mm. from our point of view. With the, with the West Coast Eagles that are retiring. Yeah, but who are them are playing? Somebody, Who's playing? No, no, no. But hang on. Someone's getting to the very end of their careers, Jodo. We're going to run out of opportunities to square the ledger. <laughs> He's out there. He's out there Saturday night. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't you dare tell me that any Brayshaw still doesn't have a little flame. And go, I've got to get this guy. Or someone's got to get this guy. What's Josh Tracy doing? Mm. You Put sound it on bit, him. Sound a bit like uh, Tommy Papley flogging the dead horse, I think. Flogging the dead horse. Isn't that, what, is that the expression? Yeah. The dead horse is after the ones that get beat. So, um, Luke Dwyer tried to light a fire under it, Jojo. He called it the grand final. Our grand final in the West. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah. I think Obviously we're so, going to get off. Yeah, I think we're, yeah. that, that's kind of like going too far, like going too hard, trying to yeah. create a bit of excitement. Like if you had like paired it yeah. back just a little bit, maybe you would have got some buy-in, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly taking it. Right. Yeah, anyway, for me, that's taking it. Anyway, we've got some changes. Kyle Warner comes in. Um, Erasmus gets omitted. omitted. Uh, Hughes goes out injured. So maybe we'll see Erasmus as the sub. The other emergencies mm. are Wilson, Stanley, and Hamling. So you'd think more than likely it's going to be Stanley or Erasmus as the, stub, as the sub. Uh, West Coast, uh, they've got some changes. Jermaine Jones comes in back from injury. He's been off for ages. Um, Petrovsky Seaton comes back in. Every time I see him come back in, it makes me feel sad. Like I, don't, I really thought this guy would be a better footy player than what he is. He, yeah, he did look that, like that early. Yeah, he did. 
Anyway, maybe he's still do something. Um, out goes mm. Greg Clark. Jack Williams, who had an absolute stinker. I don't want to pick on a young kid, but like, he played was what I saw of the Eagles last week. <laughs> yeah. he, he dropped marks. He was half asleep. What was going on with that guy? Um, and Ryan Marich, the midseason draftee, out injured. Um, so, maybe Greg Clark will get to be the sub again. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't want to call it an interesting game because, <clears throat> I don't know, we should wipe the floor with these guys. You, you look through their team list and- you know the word jeepers does come to mind. Thanks very much, Trev. Um, it, there's there's not much quality there. Is there? <laughs> like they're a fair way off it. They're a, they're a country mile. Oh, eight thousand country miles off it. They're they're so far from it, Jodo. It's and and, and obviously that's having part. Of, that's part of the uh, the impact of the builder. It's yeah. just that the reality is we we should just go out there and just win. It just shouldn't be a formality. Do you need to preface that Good. statement with with all due respect? Is that one of those times? If it was any other team, I would. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what though? You know, like I don't think, you know, I don't think we've been spiteful enough in recent years. I really don't. Would the ultimate troll that we could do this week in a spiteful manner would be to throw the game? Could we do <laughs> to, that? What to put him into seventeenth or? Whatever it is, yeah, and they lose Harley Road. I don't know. Do I feel that. like I feel like the Eagles when they when we came into the competition and really struggled early on in derbies. Um, they just stick the foot on the throat, <clears throat> and I'd love to see us do that, but I don't reckon we will. So do would it. I. I don't think it's going to happen. Think, no, we don't do that to take. Well, we never used to. Maybe, maybe we can start. But do you know that the, the derbies died down when West Coast lost their dominance? That's when they died down because they they. They're in that that mindset that oh we can't destroy them. We're not going to, you know, we don't want to shoot our mouths off or we don't want to get involved. So that that's really what's happened. So I think it's on us to 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 pick it back up. The thing that gives me confidence that we could put a bit of score on the board and make them hurt is you mm. look through their midfield and Tim Kelly like he's he's been decent without being brilliant. Like he, as I think a few people have said, he wasn't bought in to be the number one man. He was bought in to kind of support the Beatles, which kind of disbanded yeah. over the course of two or three years. But the rest of the guys they have running through them, I mean Hewitt, um, first year first year player, like doing his yep. best, but he's not quite up to it. You, you look at the game last week and when we had good success with Jackson Sarong, Brayshaw, whether it was O'Meara, uh, what's it called, Erasmus, Youngie, Youngie through, the, through the guts. When we were getting the ball out quick, we were scoring and we were scoring on a better right. team better team than what West Coast are. So, you look at that center, center line matchup and you think, mm. well, look, if we can replicate anything near what we did last week- yeah. It's it's going to be hard not to put score on the board because it's playing into something that we've shown that if we win the ball out in the middle and get a clean clearance mm. coming out, we can we can put score on. Yeah, that's right. And it's you would imagine if we do replicate last week and Youngie does go back into the middle, he'll go he'll go to to Tim Kelly. So, and if he does as half a decent job, even just you know running with him um, as he did against Lockie Neal and. Um, Dangerfield, what what else have the Eagles got in the middle? Yeah, not a lot. Because, I mean, they've played Elliot mm. Yo off halfback and they seem pretty determined to leave him in the back line, which I think is pretty weird because- They need him in the middle. Well, and also, if you looked at him early in the year, he kind of looked like he was about to break down. But the last couple of games I've seen him play, he doesn't actually look like he's moving too too badly. But obviously, right. they, know, they know his body better than, 
then and us yeah, just yeah. watching on. But yeah, I, yeah, it wouldn't be too, too surprising to see him spend a bit of time in the middle because they're going to get slaughtered in the middle otherwise. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the few we- games this year where you thought you've looked at the wings and let's say um, Henry and Warner line up on the wings. I, I, we've almost got an advantage in that area. And the, they've, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they've had Jaden well, Hunt, Hunt kind of play there a bit. Luke Edwards, who else? Gaff's you, not in great form. Gaff, yeah, Gaff, Gaff's in pretty horrible form. Like yeah. it's, it's a pretty glaring area of weakness for them. And Liam Henry becomes a pretty important player and a guy that can offer width and, and a good amount of drive forward for us. 30 plus. you get 30 touches this week, Liam Henry. Hmm. So, um, no, you're right. It is a it is an area of um, it which silly, sounds silly when we're playing, as you said, when we've got what Liam Henry is um, and Warner, two absolute youngsters, um, and barely played a game. That sounds weird that we've got an advantage, but we probably have. You're, you're probably right. So, um, where does Oshie go? Does he stay down back? Does he go down back, or where are you playing him, Jojo? Well, I reckon he's the guy where you wait and see what West Coast do. Like, how do they line up? And then yeah. you can use him maybe to counteract where they put one of their more senior players so you can kind of mitigate any kind of impact that they could possibly have on the game. I think that's why. Mm. That's where his value lies, though, for us, though, right? Like, we called him Mr. Fix-It last year and at times early on this year. But the fact yeah. that he can kind of go across any line and perform any role, like, that's why yeah. he, you want him in the 22. Yeah, that's right. No, definitely. Um, I kind of mentioned it in the opening, but Sam Sturt playing uh, enough games now to trigger a mm. one-year extension. How that, good. I didn't realise he had that trigger in his contract, but that's an amazing outcome for us to be able to get him on a further one-year deal. Yeah. You know, we don't have to commit to a two-, three-year deal. You get him for another, yeah. 12, another 12 months after what he's shown at the back end of this year in flashes. We yeah. give him another opportunity to show that he's an AFL standard player and a guy that can command a spot in our forward six. I, mm. I think to get that, that's that's a massive deal for Frio, and like I think it's a, a deal that comes through like well and truly on our terms. Well, it has to, doesn't it? Because I mean, it wouldn't be on any great increase in the, in the salary. I wouldn't have thought. No, I don't think so, so either. But I just think like if you were Sam Sturt now, you probably have shown enough. In patches yep. to garner enough interest from elsewhere, if you were Someone going, come, going through the draft or trade, and you're probably getting a multi yep. multi year deal, like you're probably getting a two year right. deal at a minimum, right? But yep, definitely, the onus becomes on him to continue what he's doing now in the next twelve months to then get that deal. So, so is that one year deal the 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 trigger released? Is that like? But it wasn't an option for Sturt. It was we'll sign you on another one year deal. Well, I think you know I, mean? I think like, once you play, this is like this is what happened to um, your mate, the Richmond runner, <laughs> the guy who won five years Brownlow, the, um, the conquer the conquer truck. Oh, you know, the conquer truck. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they wouldn't play him. So I think they, these players have built into their contracts a the number of games they can play, and it would automatically trigger the second year yep. to be activated. So I think that's what's happened with Sam Sturt. Like he's played uh, en- enough games where it just triggers his second year, so that becomes active. Yep. So the second year is now. So, so he can't go anywhere. No. Yep. We can. Yep. He can get traded, I suppose, if he. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but, uh, but he yeah, can't in, in turn, he's, un- he's under contract. Yeah. Yep. How good's that? Well, I just think and, that's, and, a, and, that's a much better result than anything you would have imagined. You know, if you could thought, you know, we'd get him on another one year deal, I wasn't confident that if he was out of contract and didn't have this trigger, that if when they entered into negotiations, he'd sign another one year deal. Yeah, someone would give him more. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, it's right. It's a, it's a great, great result. And it's probably, a, it's not an overly detrimental deal to him too 
because well, it gives him another opportunity to, to prove himself, right? That's right. And I mean, at the end of if he has a cracking year next year, then you know they'll come. Teams will come, you know, with um, hand over fist with cash. For well, and not only so, that, but I mean, we'll pay him because yeah, there, there yeah. has to be a, the way they've structured up this team, the squad. There yep. has to be salary cap space for the kind of role that Sam Sturt's going to play because it's incredibly important in a team structure. Yep. Like that's yep. that's not saying, oh, okay, yeah, you can have three fifty if you know if you meet all your KPIs and benchmarks and whatever else. Like for a role mm. like Sam Sturt's going to play across the forward line, like you've got mm. to have proper cash set aside in your cap to pay that guy because he's in demand yep. across the league. Did you are you suddenly on board now? Are you on board the? I'm on board the, the one. Year, I'm on board the one year extension because it gives us another look. You weren't last week. A one-year extension. You weren't on board that last week. I'm always on board with a one-year extension. That's fine. I, the problem I had with it last week, and I think you're probably yeah. like taking it a little bit out of context, is the fact that if he was out of contract at the end of this year, you're going to have that call where he's kind of shown you enough to say, well, he, yeah. you know, he, he yeah. might be that guy and his agent's yeah. going to be looking for probably two years. So, then you have to commit yeah. to this guy in two years at money you're probably only half comfortable with. Yeah, but yeah. now we now we get another twelve months at money that I'm sure sure we're comfortable with, and then you make an ed, mm. like a well and truly educated decision at the end of next season, or yeah. midway or yeah. midway midway through next season if that's what you want to do. It's a massive win, isn't it? That is a big win. I reckon so, it's good. Yeah, very happy. Um, Bailey Williams, like the new up and coming um, superstar ruckman of the AFL, is going to have to contend with Luke Jackson on the weekend. He brings good some physic. He brings some physicality and he gets around the ground, but. I can't see Jackson having too many issues with Williams. Like he, pre- he presents a different challenge to Fort, but in terms yep. of his actual capabilities, mm. I'm, I'm not sure they're too far apart. No, uh, I yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, um, he won't have any dramas. He won't. Have, Jackson won't have any dramas. He'll. Um, even if he goes, even if he goes half as well as he did last week, he'll. And I mean, the thing we've got to remember is, like, as good as Luke Jackson's going and and everything he's doing, he was on Stanley two weeks ago, he was on Darcy Fort, and now he's on Williams. Yeah. So there's three games that probably he should have dominated, like he like he has. Oh, absolutely. So, and this is another one. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think when it when it all comes washed up and in the balance of everything at the end of the season, you, yep. pe- people look at raw numbers. They don't look at opponents. They don't look at context. Like the conversation is going to be Luke Jackson should be <laughs> should be the number one rocket Freeman. Like, gar- I guarantee. Like it's just yep. it, all signs are pointing in that direction at this point. Guy on um, on Facebook, Jojo. I think. Oh no, well, I forgot his name. Martin got, Pickworth. I- yeah. Hang on. He took you to task last week because you're wanting to potentially put um, the Prince of Perth up for a, a trade. I'm not sorry if I said that. I didn't mean to say that. All I said was is that that is going to be a talking point at the end of the year because of the fact that Jackson's going to perform well. Like he's going to perform yeah. well this week. We got Port next week, so I don't think Lysad will be back. They're putting. They've got young blokes through the ruck there. He's going to have another field day there, and then we got yeah. the Haw- Hawks in the. In the last round, and you never, you, what are you going to get? You're going to get Ned Reeves or Lloyd Meek. So, Lloyd Meek. N- yeah. no disrespect to Lloyd Meek, like incredibly competitive, but again, like neither of those two guys are on Luke Jackson's level. No, that's right. So, he's got three well, weeks look- of pretty much easy kills coming into the end of the season. He has. Lloyd, you know, Lloyd's been 
omitted about four times this year. Well, I think it's not his fault. They've been alternating no, weeks. No. They've been going yeah. Reeves one week, then um, Meek the other week. And I don't think they've been omitted on form. They're just seeing who, like, how they impact the guys around them, maybe. And the other guy, they've got another guy there too. Have they? Ramston? Max? No. They, they drafted Ryan, I think. He's, it's Luke Ryan's cousin. They've got a guy that's been playing rock forward for him. Oh, okay. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes around. Yeah, but haven't they, got a, haven't they been playing another rock as well? Um, well, I think they, ha- they had to get another guy in because, what's his name, Max, um, what's the guy they Lynch. got over from? Lynch. He, I think he, Lynch, reti- yeah. he retired with concussion stuff, didn't he? Ah, okay. Right, right. There you go. Um, yeah, so either, yeah, we're jumping four games ahead. Um, it's just, it's going to be a, a joy to watch him go around again, isn't it, on Saturday night? Yeah, but um, do, you, do you disagree about the Sean Darcy thing? Do, oh, you, not, conf- do you not think that that's no, going to be a conversation at the end of the year? No, I actually agree with you. I think in terms of- I'm not saying we should do it. I'm just saying it's no, going to be something either. that people talk about. And you can, like, Summer's written about half a dozen articles already going through the season about this. But you know what it's like as you get towards that trade period. And we've got a yeah. massive gap now between when our round 24 game is to when trade season starts. And over yep. here, they're going to have to put something in the newspapers. No one wants to read about how good Melbourne and Collingwood are going every single day. Yep. It's just going to be rubbish articles about who wants to go here and who wants to go there. Well, the thing is too- is that there's always two prices on everything. What you're prepared to pay to hang on, what what someone's prepared to buy it off you for. Yeah. So I'm not in I'm not in the camp that want to trade Darcy, but I'm I'm coming to the table to listen. Because if someone's going to offer me ridiculous overs, then okay, you got to start uh, you got to start contemplating. Not that I want to, but it's you're being negligent if you don't listen to the conversation and listen to what what might get beyond beyond offer. I have the chance to ask him. One of our um, listeners has kindly invited me along to a, um, I can't remember if it was a lunch or a dinner at some point with Pab and Sean Darcy sitting at the table. So oh, we'll, really? we'll have a word to him, the Prince of Perth. Uh, oh, shout great. Out, Thank, uh, thanks for the invite. Shout out to Mac. Well, you don't leave your house. Like, What's the point of inviting you anywhere? Where is like, it? You're like a hermit. What are you talking about? I'm- well, it's um, no, it's, it's too far away. Perth's too far away. Pick <laughs> <laughs> out, Travis. Um, up forward, you got to give it to Oscar Allen. Um, he's performed well this year. He's kicked what thirty sod, thirty odd goals, uh, getting close to forty goals in a team that you know has been, if you want to call them mildly competitive, you're probably you know going over there, go over the top there. Oscar Allen mm-hmm. deserves some attention. Alex Pierce, you'd think, would get him, um, and then Brennan Cox, um, maybe would get Jack Darling. But Oscar Allen's the one you got to kind of keep an eye on, to a certain yeah, degree. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But I mean, good if we do, if we, if he's a good, he's a good player. But if we do enough, you know, through the midfield and um, give the, give those guys a chop out, uh, they, it shouldn't be too damaging. I wouldn't have thought. They've got some competitive guys in their forward. I mean, no long, even though he's in his first year, he, he tries hard. Right. He tries hard and um, battles yep. along. And Jamie Cripps, for as much as I don't like him, oh, um, he gets us. He gets us. He does, doesn't he? And yep. he's, he, he knows where to put himself. He's a, a good tackler. Um, Petrocelli, not too worried about. Chesser, I think they may have wasted a pick at this point. So, But those other two guys, Jeez. Cripps and Long, I think they're, they're competitive enough and they play with enough intensity where you kind of do, you can't be half asleep back there. Do you know, I reckon Cripps has, has been a little, uh, it's far away from me to say this, but I think he's been a little underrated in his career. Yeah, he's been re- he's been really well. Good. I don't know if he's underrated. I think if you follow West Coast, you rate him. Maybe externally, yeah, that's true. That's outside true. of externally, West Coast I mean. Eagles fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he has. He's been really good, and he 
he doesn't miss too often. Uh, he doesn't miss goals too often when he's um, when he's lining up. So yeah, he's a he's a dangerous little one. That's for sure. Probably getting to to the end, he might be um, might be joining the the list, the ever ever increasing list um, that's leaving their club, but uh, soon. But um, he was great at his best, Jojo. Um, down back, Jeremy McGovern's come back from injury. Um, his game time's kind of been edging up over the last few weeks. But again, when he's back there, and I don't care how well the Eagles are going, we can't revert back to that old habit of just keep kicking it to the top of the square. Um, because, yeah. you know, whether he's 60% fit, 80% fit, whatever, he still knows where to plonk himself and he can still take a mark. So... I think getting lazy can, on can, getting lazy on the weekend is something that'll that'll hamper our ability to put a score on the board. Like we still have to lower the eyes, we still have to be looking at the best option. Yeah, you don't want to Blake Acres it in there. That's no, no, definitely not. <laughs> but you know, you can render McGovern almost worthless if you keep, as you said, lower the eyes and stab pass in and not not put it in the air. If you can, he's almost he's almost non productive. When you do that, so at a at a eight hundred million a year, whatever he's getting or worth getting, <laughs> so yeah, so but you're right. So we just yeah, if we if, you know find a sturt on the league, lot you know, don't um, don't what we started to do against uh, Geelong um, in that first quarter, yeah. just kick it in their top, you know. So yeah, but uh, they're they're beatable. They're defenders as good as they are. Um, a guy that, not I'd, back, is he? No, he's not. Bunger. Yeah. Um, Bunger. I didn't rate Brady Hoff and his first year and, you know, he was kind of getting opportunities that he maybe didn't deserve just for the fact that they had no players and they were just playing yeah. anyone that was under age 20. But he's actually having a decent little spell back in the back line. He's getting a bit of the footy and yep. um, being able to use it with it. And I still feel like he's one of those guys that just gets it and tries to kick it 55 every time he um, gets it in hand. Doesn't- but but they do. you look at their guys that run through the back six, back seven, they can all use the footy. Yep. Yeah, they can. So yeah, so if you give them a bit of space, they'll they'll do some sort of damage. But um, but we could still give them that sort of space. They could still do that sort of damage, and we'd still win the game. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, getting overconfident, Jojo. Yeah. So. Did you watch the game they played? Was it Essendon last week where they got within a kick? Yep. There's been a bit of talk about tanking and, uh, you know, uh, I think it was Duggan motioning to Adam Simpson, who was coaching from the boundary line, do we stick one behind the ball? And he said, no, just let the boys play. Mm. Uh, do you have an opinion on that? You haven't seen, you haven't, do I have an opinion on that? Mm. You, obviously, you obviously haven't seen our pod pick we've done this week. <laughs> <laughs> what? I told you I never look at him. You don't. I meant to send it to you and I forgot. So yes, I've got an opinion. Absolutely, you've got an opinion on that. That was uh, absolutely tanking. Absolutely tanking. But I'm going to save it for the neighbourhood watch, Jojo. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. No, no, no shadow of a doubt. I reckon that that game was really hard to understand. Whether Essendon were not trying, whether West Coast—I don't know. <laughs> like, it's obviously it was obviously a degree of West Coast trying way harder than Essendon, and then Essendon like pushing the button just in time to get over the line. But well, well I think the I think the Essendon game—I think they nearly got away from the Eagles. I think they, <laughs> I think they found themselves in front by mistake, and um, yeah, had to rectify it. So. I, 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 I can't say yeah, – I, I would have thought Essendon would have handled them pretty comfortably. So maybe Essendon did go in a bit complacent, very complacent, or 
But I, but I imagine when the players for the Eagles, a lot of them are youngsters, they don't, I imagine they get into that sort of style or that um, fluency, the way they were going. They want to keep it going and your emotion would take over. Well, the, so the, I think players, they, the players aren't trying to lose. No, ever, that's right. Ever. The players yeah, go out and ever. competitive. They try and win. Like, always. Yep. Yep. They don't care so if they get the, the number one pick or the number 20 pick. No. No, that's right. So, I reckon it must have been Essendon's complacency and then they um, picked it up in the last little bit. So. Did you hear um, what Trevor Nisbet said on Mark Duffield's morning show? <laughs> oh, this would be good. No, I didn't. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if we were winning games next year and people were saying, jeepers, where did this come from? Oh, he didn't say that. He did he, say that. He's, they're delusional. They are, they're still living in that in that land of delusion. I thought they'd come out of it, but uh, they haven't. So that's bizarre, isn't it? That's weird. Is he going to be there next year? I think he's still under contract for next year. Oh, is he? So I've done up that piece for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, that's anyway, a, that's so what is it? Saturday after the Matildas, um, we've got the Derby. We've got a pretty good record in recent derbies, and you'd think, have to predict that's going to continue for quite some time. I, I don't know, not, yeah. not unless you're Trevor Nisbet, but like, it's hard to see us losing one anytime soon. Um, no, you'd be, it's- you'd be pretty shocked if we get challenged in any meaningful way on the weekend, especially like when you take in consideration the way we've performed against. Geelong firstly, and then last week, hmm. when when for all intents and purposes we're playing for pride, and we're still like the weekend is definitely playing for pride. The, the boys' efforts almost been better than when we've been playing for points. It has been. I mean, that's what we were saying the last two two weeks. You bring that effort and that intensity every single week. We're playing finals, so you're dead right. We, we we've been. But maybe it's taken, look, all year, I mean, at the start of this year, all year we've said that we're going to be experimenting and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and there's going to be performances you can't explain and things like that. And I think that's what's what's unfolded. Yeah, we've, we've been worse than we thought we'd be, but I think we've got it together. We've, I think the last two, three weeks we've, we've started to get it together. So going forward, oh, I, I think we're in great shape. And and you're right, I, I think the, this, there is absolutely no... You just cannot see in any way, shape, or form how we don't roll that out on Saturday night, and we we're under any pressure. It's hard to see it, isn't it? I know that's I know getting overconfident is is a recipe for disaster, but um, it's hard to see that. And the other thing you got to think of, I'm looking at the dollar eighteen that we are to win, because I don't actually think we could lose this game if we tried. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they don't want to win, Joe. They're not going to win one of these last two or three games. Well, the, the no people that, people that make the structural decisions, you would imagine, don't want them to win. No, exactly right. So, so we're only really playing the players. You're not really playing against the coach. Um, no, that's it. We've got retro round coming up against Port Adelaide the week after. Did you see the jumper mm. they've brought back? No, I didn't. It's the one that's what? got the the green, the purple, and the the red with the anchor, and then the two white stripes. Ah, okay. I got to be honest. It's probably one of my least favourite Docker jumpers. Yeah, that's up there with the with the one that you love, the one of last year. No, but see, the three D anchor. The beauty of the three D anchor is it's so Isn't bad it? that 
No, but everyone, it, it, the guy who designed that jumper, like his yeah. future in jumper design was like pretty much done <laughs> and dusted once he submitted <laughs> that. Like, no, yeah. it was like there's there's yeah. some there's some kind of cult status attached to that jumper. I think this one's just kind of bad. Just nothing. Just nothing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is that the one? Yeah, um, okay. The only thing oh, I, I did, did like, you- I did, I did get the um, managed to get one of the the retro tracksuit jackets, which I've wanted for. Oh, that's while. what I was going to say. Did did you get one? Did you buy yeah. one of those? I, I got one of them, and I got one of the green hats as well. I did like the green hats. Are you, you going to get around in it? Yeah, I think so. Wow, what's wrong with that? No, nothing. That'd be great. Get on your skateboard. That'd be good. The so. the photo shoot was a little bit cringy, wasn't it? The it was a bit much. <laughs> but he's doing a good job, Tommy. For you, for you did that. He's but, doing a great job. Yeah, but I think that that stuff's going to sell out anyway, right? You don't need to make the players look like doofuses anyway. Anyway, that's it. Uh, hey, Jody, what about um? You know, we we're talking about how how we've been playing, how we're going, and especially these last two or three weeks, it hits home what where we actually are and what lies ahead of us. When you pick up the, the thing today and you see five players got in the under-22, best 22 under-22. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jackson, Sarong, Young, Clark, and Amos. You know, yeah, and, and, they're all, that, and they're not just guys that are filling up the numbers either. They're like first choice in that team. That's what I mean. You've got that level of talent in the positions they're in. Yeah. I think that's the reminder that maybe a few Ferro fans needed to realise how much upside there is over the next, you know, 10 to 12 years. Yeah. I so, what do you got? Really- You've got, like, at the moment, two mids, a ruck or a ruck forward, yeah. a full forward, yeah. and then a halfback midfielder. Like, yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. Got the, we've got the ground covered. That's right. You get that level of talent in those positions. It's unbelievable. And then you're, you're leaving out of Liam Henry – uh, as well, oh, you're leaving out, you know, leaving out a lot. The, a lot, the thing is, right. though, we give credit to a lot of people. David Walls probably doesn't get spoken about enough. He's picked the eyes out Correct. of the draft going back the last four or five years. Like he's Correct. done an amazing job. And those high end picks, people say, "Oh, you know, you get these top ten picks, it's easy." Like you can go through those drafts. There's plenty of guys that aren't going to make it. Like that, Richard Dambling. Hey, yeah, but it's that's high stakes kind of poker. Play, playing with top it ten, is. top ten picks, it's high currency. So if you're going to go that's use right. them, you got to get them right. You could end up with a Richard Tamblyn. You know, well, the, like, only, the only ones to this point where you'd say, out of the kind of top 20 picks that we've had in recent history, you'd say, is Liam Henry going to be here? Because you'd think that, you know, matching, yeah. the, matching the bid at that point was a bit high at the time and still yep. is a bit high. Yep. But he's come yep. through. He's going to be an AFL level player and a good player. Um, That's right. Heath Chapman, taking him. Like, we haven't seen enough of him. But what we have seen when he was up and rolling, you'd say, okay, yep. you, you, found a, you found a supplier there. And then the other one's Sammy Sturt. And we've spoken about him at length, not only this podcast, mm. but going back two years. So, the, mm. the, the misses have been few and far between. And the hits, like, taking Brayshaw at two, everyone's yep. kind of laughing at us saying, oh, they've, you know, they've you know, reached for Brayshaw here. And then he yep. go, goes and wins the AFL MVP and he's the kind of pl- – we know what kind of player he is – Hitting on Caleb Sarong, taking getting yeah. Hayden Young, who slipped to us, I think, in the draft when we got him. Like, I don't yep. know. It, it's Erasmus, very, very hard to be critical. Erasmus is going to be good. Johnson's good. Um, well, I think it's still it too early with those guys because they, to be fair to them, they haven't really had the exposure and they've only really had the opportunity at the back end of this of this season if you're Erasmus, yeah. and then patches of um, opportunity if you're Johnson. And when we saw Johnson in the middle earlier in the year, we're all lauding him, saying you know, how good he's going to be in the future. So, yeah. He is. 
No, I, I'm saying, like, well done yeah. to, to Wolsey. Like. But that's what I mean. You see, even these kids that we haven't seen, like Erasmus and like a, a, a Johnson, you've seen enough to know that if they produce something like they have, even in patches at that age, a year, two years down the track, they're going to be, they're going to be um, the ducks nuts, Jojo. They're going to be good. Well, so, the, the other the other thing is, I know kind of firsthand through speaking to the people that the Dockers spoke to, the hmm. level of due diligence they do with their picks, and I'm not talking about just the top twenty picks. The yeah. The number of hours they spent talking to people who knew Hugh Davies as a person, as a player, as a kid coming through yeah. Yeah. to, you know, well before the draft. Mm. But these guys are putting in a mountain of work and you can see, you know, you can see the fruits of their labour coming through because they haven't missed many. No, they haven't. They haven't. And he, you're right. Um, Wolsey doesn't get enough credit, does he? Like, I mean, he probably does internally, externally. Or from fans, he probably doesn't get the credit. It's all the it's Bell and it's Longmere and it's this and it's that. Some so, garlic, yeah. Some garlic, yep. So um, Dale Holcop, whatever he does. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Wolsey, well done. Big, big, uh, big yeah, you got to be careful, aren't you? Looking for a house? You can give Dale a call. Yeah, I, know. I yeah. might give Dale a call. Jeez. Sorry, Dale. I take that last last uh, <laughs> thing back. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, good to see Chubby at the captain's run today. And I don't know if you saw that, that video that Tommy Fee probably put up. Did you see that? You think he does um, everything down there? It's like anything to do with the video or any kind of... Isn't, isn't Brett Ricci? Isn't no, isn't Brett oh, Ricci head, de- head of that department? <laughs> oh, is he? Is Brett, Tommy, is he the- Tommy Fee just gets the credit for everything. Uh, it, it, see, uh, the workers that hold up the bosses. Yeah. He doesn't make the bosses look good. So no, Brett goes alright too. What does he do? He goes alright. So uh, good to see him at the, at the captain's run, Jodo. It's really good. And you know how I like to read things into body language and embellish it and run with it, and make things up. Yeah. You know, like did you see the video? No, you didn't see. It. So so Chubby was sitting on the sidelines, and all the players were coming up and giving him a hug and a handshake and um, whatever else, and and he was really engaged. And then I saw something that I, I, I was a bit uh, – I went, oh, that didn't look, uh, didn't look great. Did you see – Caleb Strong come up. And did you see the – what's that American soccer player, the female soccer player with the pink hair? Oh, Rapinoe. Rapinoe. Did you see that video with her signing the kids' the soccer ball? <laughs> did you see that? You didn't see it? What, where they just remove all context and say, oh, she didn't even look at him. No. How disrespectful. You saw the whole of... video. You saw the whole video. It was frame by frame. Okay. Did not look at him once. Signed it. Didn't even look at him. Looking mm. around. Chappy did that to Caleb Sarong. <laughs> it was just like a, a, a look away hand, um, high five. Right. That was you it. Call him, what do you call him? The Megan Raffino of the Fremantle Dockers. Yeah, that's right. Chappy Raffino. That's what, that's what we <laughs> Didn't even look. Look away, handshake, Jodo. Uh, I don't know. I think there might be something. Is there bad blood there or something? Wow. We're starting yeah. a rumour? <laughs> um, what about the players, Jodo? This is why I think um, the Eagles are maybe starting to realise where they're at. Shuey, Hearn, um, apparently Nick that now leaving. They've all all come to the end. It's like um, they're terminally injured. They're going into hospice. So, but... It's actually like, you know, they've been dropping one after the other. And I thought, that's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Bring out your dead, bring out your dead, that type of thing. <laughs> they're, in a, they're in a boatload. 
they're going to go further back than where they are now, aren't they? If, even if that's possible. Because they're losing maybe, maybe. but I mean, like these are the, these are the kind of decisions that are putting them in the spot they're in. So it's, it's like at the moment of the world economy, the sooner we acknowledge we're in a recession, the sooner we'll get out of it. Like, yeah, well, it is. Like, the sooner it they is. acknowledge that Nick Nat's not going to play AFL footy again, and they use his list spot yeah. to maybe get someone that is, the quicker they'll have an AFL player, right? Exactly right. Exactly it's, right. a, it's a good decision. Yeah. So well done. But this is the criticism, and this is why, like people who are outside the club have been critical of them is because they've kept yeah. guys on their list that aren't going to play right. meaningful and long-lasting, any like aren't going to have careers anymore that are going to mean they're going to play uh, multiple games or meaningful amount of games in an AFL season. Like how many, I think McGovern's played like five or six games this year. And I'm not saying he should retire, yep. like he should stay on. But Shuey yep. plays like two, three games as a hammy. Hearn, same story. Like Nick Nat couldn't get started. Like what's the point in them not retiring last year? That's right. That's right. Anyway. I'll tell you what this is leading to, Jodo. It's leading. It's, it's, we've almost done it. But it's leading to the um, Neighbourhood Watch. So you better play the jingle. Big on the Neighbourhood. <laughs> Big on the Neighbourhood. <laughs> Big on the Neighbourhood. All right, Jojo, the neighborhood watch. We had to do one. It's not it's not a great one, but we had to do one for the Derby, trying to put some fire into it. The poor West Coast Eagles, Joe, they, they to be fair, they've had a really, really tough time of it the last twelve two years, two and a half years. They thought they were Geelong. They generally thought they were Geelong. Their cultural predisposition to arrogance, it didn't let them contemplate otherwise. I think you could say that. So they went all in, signed up the broken down pensioners. And they find themselves where they are. They be- this is what we were just talking about, though. They begrudgingly come around, I think, to accepting the hellhole they're in. And I think now they're trying to get ready to climb the mountain, Mount Everest, whatever you want to call it. But then after all that, after how hard they've done it, they've made the decision to come around. They then have to suffer the accusations of tanking. You know, the thing that you've got to remember is, right, they understand it. They haven't practiced at the last minute you know, drill for a, for a game for two years. Like, they've had four wins in 45 games. Their average losing margin is 18 goals. You know, running Matt Sims for the last minute of a game wasn't seen as productive training time. It was simply seen as another opportunity to get injured. So now I guess you could say that they had no idea how to set up in that last quarter. And you could see it on their faces. You know, we're in front. What do we do now? That was their, their thing. They were in foreign, ter- in foreign territory. The players, you could even say they momentarily lost their Thomas the Tank Engine train of thought. But, you know, I think fortunately for them, the sideline controller, he was able to quickly read, read the manual. And his players were able to read his signals. And I'm sure they'll have another read later. So I think they've turned it around, Jojo. I think they've... They've, they've, they've gone, they haven't turned around, they've hit rock bottom. And I think, all credit to them, we'll see you in about eight years' time. <laughs> People can make fun of them if they want, but they, like, if they won that game, that's a disaster. Yeah, absolutely is. But they deliberately didn't win that game. There's, anyone who says they didn't pull the, the coaches didn't pull the lead, you can see him saying it. So we got let it go way too close. I know. For the, and now, 
for the full, what is it? Hang on, keep, keep the record here. This is not not a Harley Reid thing, but the number one pick's got exponentially more value than the number two pick. Like it's just a dumb that, thing to do if at this point in the season. That's right. But more, I'm more interested. You know, I, I make a note every time it happens. Forty-two times now they brought the game into disrepute. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, dear. Jada, could you- Saturday's could Saturday's derby? Yeah. End up being the most uninspiring, integrity compromising, spiteful contest of them of who doesn't want to win the most. I think it won't. I think maybe the West Coast Eagles home crowd, and there's still been what like thirty odd thousand of them turning up each week. Hmm. Maybe that'll help us. Maybe flying in the face of the opposition crowd. Maybe that'll light a fire in us somehow that we'll want to shut them up and get the Range Rovers going early. I don't know. I think the only way, for a, from at least from a Fremantle perspective, that this game bears any real interest is if we flog the pants off them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I, and I, I think that's going to happen. Like if we just play uh, through like a dour four quarters and then get over the line yep. in the end, like great, we get bragging rights and maybe it was a close yep. game. We get to enjoy like the last five, ten minutes. But I'd rather enjoy every quarter and I want to pile like five, six goals on them a quarter. Yep, I'm with you. That's what I want. Five or six goals a quarter? Yeah. We, we, we're going for 24, 25 goals. Yeah. Well, everyone else does. Why not? Why not us? Why, why, not, can't, why, why, not can't, us? why can't Jai kick six? Why can't Sturdy kick four or five? Why can't why can't Josh Corbett announce himself and kick a couple? Why can't Josh Tracy right. kick multiple goals? Like all yeah. these guys, they've been able to have a, have a good dip at a, a decent hand of goals all year. Why can't yeah. this be the game where they all get? Where they a, all do it. Have a bit of a crack. They all get a lick of the ice cream. I didn't want so, to use that expression, but yeah. No, no, I know you didn't. But I, that's why I used it. Um, <laughs> do you know with Joy Amos? I, I saw um, Lockie Reed and um, Xavier Ellis do their segment whatever it is anyway did you see it because you might know the answer no you didn't see it? how many games i saw xavier alice um asked the question how many games has joy amos got more than 10 10 disposals in well, it'd be not many one uh, one there you go yeah yeah so he's he's at he's on xavier was on joy's case to get up the ground a bit and and learn the cape, learn the, you know the what do you call him, Nick Rewalt like. Well, I was just yeah. about to say that. Get him away from um, McGovern. Get him up the ground this week, and yep. let, let him find some footy. It's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. idea. Put someone else. It's a good idea. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, um, Saturday afternoon, we got the Dockers. You got anything else before we sign off? Got nothing. Cool. Um, I think we might go down. Might go down to the Cambridge Bowls Club and watch it this week. We're going to get tickets, but you can only get rubbish seats when you go to these away games. So, I think we'll not just go watch. Not on the Polo Club, hey? Not on the Yacht Club, Polo. No, club? The, the Bolo Club, oh. Bowling Club, the Bolo Club. Yeah, oh. Oh, I, think I think well, that's where we'll go. Yeah. Anyway, where is it? Enjoy. Cambridge. Do you yeah. got to be a member? No, I don't think so. Oh, I'm not coming up there. I'm not coming up with you. As if. I will. Whatever. The Bowling Club. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until I see you at, uh, on Saturday afternoon at the Cambridge Bowls Club, uh, you're still down with the restump. Look, when your form is horrific, sometimes it's difficult to get a read, and tanking is hardly noticeable. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time, so yeah.